really awesome, and truly, we love pastoring here. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and, and yes, there's, there's a lot of uh, highs and lows in pastoring. You deal with a lot of serious things. In fact, one of the things that Olivia, I guess I say this every day. I say, do you want to hear something funny? <laughs> uh, I think I say every day. Uh, where, Olivia, where are you at? Yeah, in fact, I want to, I want to um, just also celebrate our support staff. So I need Michelle Brock to run up here just to the front. And Ryan Miller and Olivia, we got a little gift for you. Come on down. The price is right. Come on. I'm trapped, so you're going to have to reach. I don't know if you guys know, I know many of you know, but Michelle Brock, Pastor Dave's wife, she does all of our graphic design and makes the foyer look beautiful at all the campuses. It's just amazing. The website, all of that, all the things. Olivia keeps everything straight in the office, and Ryan thinks, keeps things sounding great. Give him a big hand, guys. Thank you, guys. We love, 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 love our team. And uh, by the way, if you are getting attacked by a wasp, yes, we have had an exterminator and every fall. They're just very vigilant. So we will have the, the exterminator back. So I apologize about that, but they are very vigilant. All right, I got some helpers because it's kids service today. So we wanted to make, you know, bring this to life. And so I need my helpers, where you at? There you are to stand up. I need you to wave at my four helpers, pick a section, give these kids a hand. All right, Eva, you're going to be right there. Emma, why don't you be right here? All right, and then where's my fourth one? I already forgot who it was. Oh, there you are. Come right over here, sweetie. Can you be on this section? And Eva, can you go back to in front of Ellie? Okay. Now, I need some game music, so some Toby Mac or something. I forgot to warn Lonnie, and I had like two hours to do so, so sorry. But find some fun music. And when the music cues, guys, you have just a couple minutes to find four plates underneath these chairs. Okay? So everybody, if you're sitting on a chair, raise your hand. Promise me right now you will not help them. Okay, do not help them. They have to go find the four spiritual gifts that are on a plate, and you're going to run it up and put it up here. All right, now, Eva, if you happen to find, what is this, tealish blue, you got to bring it up here. If you got orange, they're all going to be orange. Whatever the color is, the rest of them are going to be that color. And you have to find four. So how many do you have to find? Four. Okay, now listen. I know it's 2022, and like in the world, you know, everybody gets a blue ribbon, but not at Rock of Grace. Some are going to be winners, and some are going to be losers. Can I get amen? I was in the foyer, I like, I got a crisp $10 bill. And Olivia looked at me, she's like, this doesn't look appropriate. I said, it's a reward, not a bribe. How many of you are okay with rewards? Come on now. That's how I parent. All right. When the music starts, when I count down from three, go now. Three, two, one, find the four plates. Look as hard as you can. Look for four plates. There you go. Keep looking. I love me some Kirk Franklin. And if you're if you're a parent, you can help them a little bit. If you find a plate underneath your chair. Go ahead, look a little harder. You gotta go actually in the chairs. You gotta do what I did as a pastor's kid. You gotta crawl under the pews. I'll be honest with you. How many in this section think your child's going to win? Wow. That was terrible. How many in this section think your child's going to win? All right, tape it up there. We got orange. Nice. Exhortation. Upside down. I like it. How many guys think your child's going to win? There you go, Eva. Bring it up here, Eva. Put it right here on the creative. Miracles, come on, miracles, signs, and wonders. You look so much better when you 
Eva wrote on her prayer card, I want to see someone come back from the dead. She wrote that a couple weeks ago. Give him a hand, give him a hand, hurry up, it's a race. You can buy 10 Twizzlers with this. Or 10 Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers. Come on, somebody. All right, this section needs help, so you, you guys adults got to help her out. Help her out, help her out. I need all the adults right here to help her out. Look under your chair. There you go. There you go, as fast as you can. We got faith. What other gifts we got? Organization. This one's Pastor Dave's. Where you at, Pastor Dave Brock? There you are, man. Oh, we missed it. Teaching. Nice. Two more, sweetie. Nice, nice. Hurry up. Are you at all four? All right, keep going, guys. Keep going. Keep going. All right, Eva, just hang right here. Eva, hang right here. Hallelujah. All right, we got one more for the prophecy folder. For those of you that are, you know, of Reformed theology, no, the Bible does not categorize them in four. But I did that to just kind of help bring in the teaching today. Evangelism helps generosity. We got two more. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Help them, adults. Help them, adults. Is it under your chair? Whatever you're in right now. Evangelism helps. All under the compassion. This one's done. We need one more for prophecy. Look, look, look. Oh, Deacon Donna. Deacon Donna's always got treats. Go through her purse. You'll find some gum and mints. Nice. Good job. Discernment. Discernment. Good. Okay. Now we got any down here left? Girls, hang right here. All right, one more. One more on the on the compassion. Everybody just sway with me. You just sway. Help me out. Yes, you're allowed to move. We're a charismatic church. Some of you are like, this is the first time I've moved in 20 years. We got one more over here. Everybody look under your chair. All right, that's all right. We'll call it a day. Give these kids a hand. Eva, here you go, honey. Ten Twizzlers. Now listen, we're in church, so you got to share them with your friends. Okay, that's how blessings work. You pass on the blessing. Can I get an amen? Okay, good job. Give these guys a hand. All right, I just want to do a short teaching on spiritual gifts. We are in week four of ghost stories and uh, talking about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. The last couple of weeks, we kind of set the precedent as to who he is. Last week, we talked about uh, him being personified, right, in the servant, going to find uh, a bride for Isaac, going to find Rebecca. How many guys were here last week, right? We talked about the Holy Spirit evokes a response uh, towards Jesus, Right, And he uh, empowers us to tell people about Jesus, right? And he enables us for righteous living. Today we're going to open up to 1 Corinthians. I don't have slides for you, so just grab your Bible or your Bible app. Open up to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. And as you're going there, I want to set the precedent, kind of what this is about. The Corinthian church, the church at Corinth, they were not short on spiritual gifts. What they were short on was spiritual maturity. We talked about this last week. 
that spiritual maturity is not gauged by spiritual gifts. Okay, we talked about that last week. There are fruit and gifts, and we need to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, everything motivated by love. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the gifts are there for a couple purposes, and we'll talk about them. All right, so if you got it, 1 Corinthians 12, say, got it. There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. Everybody say, same Spirit. And there's a variety of service, but the same Lord. There's a variety of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Everybody say everyone. All right, turn to your neighbor, your spouse, or your child. Look them in the eyes and say, you have a gift. All right. And you say, Pastor Jordan, is that just your opinion? No, because he reiterates it. Verse 7, he says, to each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To each. So there are three verses along with Romans 12 that give us a variety of gifts. Some, some would say there's 18 gifts, some say 12, some say as many as 20. And I want to just break them down and say this, that they are given and provided by God himself. Okay, they're given by God. Number two, each person has at least one gift. All right. Number three, the gift is the Holy Spirit. This was kind of a cool shocker to me. How many of you guys have ever been reading the Bible and something just jumps off the page and you've read it 30 times before? I want to reread this. Look at this. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, I know it's a big, big word for the kiddos, but here's what that means. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is giving himself. Think about that. Now, a gift, how many, how many of you guys, kids and big kids, you like to open a gift on Christmas? All right, so I was, was going to use that as a sermon illustration, but then I just, I couldn't come to peace with it. And the more I thought about it and I read this verse, I'm like, oh, this is why. Because the Holy Spirit, the gift, it isn't stuff. It isn't stuff. It's the Holy Spirit himself. Think about that. So when you operate in your gift, people are getting a picture of God. How cool is that? Say picture of God. They're getting a picture of God. They're getting a glimpse into the goodness of God. Now, again, the Bible doesn't tell us that this is the complete list because Romans 12 and a few other areas list some of these gifts. And no, I'm not adding to the Bible by putting on, where is it over here, the, uh, some of the musical creative stuff. It's just like you see craftsmanship too. Here's why I do that. In the Old Testament, you have some people set aside to help build the temple and furnish the temple. And it talks about God giving them that ability as a craftsman to do that. Same thing with the Levites. The entire tribe of Levi was given that musical gift to even make uh, and then play instruments. But everybody is given gifts, every single person. And here's what I want you to hear too. You are needed. Turn to your friend right now and say, you are needed. You're needed. Now here's the thing. You are needed all the time. You're needed in your life group, in the life of the church. In fact, I thought about this. What if, what if, how many guys love a, a good football game? How many guys love a good football game? How many going to watch the Browns lose tomorrow? I mean, play tomorrow? Anybody? All right. How many guys watched last week's game where every single time? You know what? I was so mad. I was seriously. It's like the Browns, cheering for the Browns is literally like failing third grade and then applying to Harvard. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we, I don't know. Why, yeah, why don't, why do we cheer? I don't know. But anyway, they're going to lose tomorrow. But when they go out there, you have, <laughs> I mean, it's a fact. So um, imagine if, imagine if the running back only came once every two months, right? Or to practice or once a month. But instead they come out and they say, you know what? I realize that I am needed in this team. Can you imagine if some of those linemen started to run a route? Have you guys ever seen some of those 300 pounds of muscle, right? And they try to run a route for like a running back or wide receiver, right? 
it just wouldn't work right. And Noel just spoke to this, that we are all needed. So put your hand on your heart right there and realize this, say, I am needed. Now, why does the Holy Spirit come? I want to give you Isaiah 61. It may sound, seem like a different passage for a teaching on this, but I love this passage and I want you to hear this. Jesus actually talked about this when he comes out of the desert and he's entering into his, his ministry. He uh, recites this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So think about these purposes. This is what the spirit of God does. In fact, where's the one that says encouragement somewhere or exhortation right there. When you encourage someone, you're binding up the brokenhearted. You're giving them a, almost like a salve, right? Think about this. To proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of the vintage of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to comfort. How many of you guys realize that the Spirit of God, according to the Bible, is there, these gifts are there to edify, to build up, the saints, to build up the body of Christ and to glorify Jesus. Those are the two purposes. We'll come back to that a lot today. The two purposes, to build us up, to encourage us. And, you know, I was thinking about this. It's crazy how not only are you given gifts, according to Ephesians 2.10, when you are born. Raise your hand if you were ever born. Just need some audience participation. Awesome. When you were born, God already put gifts in you. And part of your joy as a believer is to discover those gifts. Now, I want you to hear this, though. Because the Spirit of God is made available to everyone, I have a personal belief all the gifts are made available to everyone. Let me give you an example of this. A little over a month ago, somebody shared with me that they were desiring to start moving in discernment. All right, where's discernment? Just point at it with me because I got a little bit lost up here. Okay. We're gonna, I just put this under the, the, the prophecy banner, if you will. So just work with me. This is not Wayne Grudem. This is not a theological, you know, comment. This is just BJV. Okay, I want to put them in four buckets so we can better understand. When someone says, I want to move in the prophetic and in discernment, God, would you speak to me so that I can encourage people? Check this out. Three people called me or one person told me in person that that girl, that lady who was praying for the gift of the prophetic, that they prophesied to, to, to them exactly what they needed to hear. Exactly what they needed to hear. And they said, I don't understand how she knew that. I, it was so cool. God knew exactly what I needed. And guess what? That woman, she simply asked. Remember we talked about that three weeks ago? John 4, the spirit of God is given to those who are simply thirsty. How many of you are thirsty for the spirit of God to fill you in a fresh way? That's right. So if you simply say, God, would you start to use me? Would you make me more empathetic? Or God, would you, make, would you allow me to move in miracles? God, would you allow me to pioneer something new? And next thing you know, God might put you with somebody else that's also dreaming in that sense. God, would you allow me to be more hospitable? Now, I want you to understand a lot of these gifts, you already know what they are when you see them. That's why we put them up here real, real big. How many of you guys, you'd like to set the table and prepare a good meal for somebody? Can I get a witness to all my, all my chefs out there? Anybody, raise your hand if you'd like to prepare a meal. Joanne Berry, your hand should be up. Come on. There you are. There you are. How many of you, how many of you are so thankful because you live with one of those people? Come on. That's right. I love that. My, my daughter, Selah, I think has that gift. She loves to make the table and she likes, she's like, and by the way, if you try to touch her meal that she's cooking, back away, okay, because she is the one cooking. All right. But all of these gifts, if you're telling people about Jesus and you really just want people to never be separated from God forever, 
You want them to be with God forever, for all of eternity. That crosses your mind a lot. That's the gift of evangelism. Isn't that cool? How about the gift of helps? How many of you know somebody that's just incredibly helpful? Like you're doing something, they just jump in. That's Jeremiah C. Can I get a witness? Jeremiah, where you at? Where you at? He's like the tallest guy in the universe. He's somewhere. Where are you at? Thank you. Awesome. Dude, you were doing the announcements and your head was almost over the TV. I was like, he's a Canaanite. I don't even know what's happening. He's huge. Anyway, this guy has, you're not a Canaanite, I don't think. Um, he has such a gift of helps. Like he is the most helpful person ever. He knows what you need right before you need it. Does anybody have one of those guys who are like, I wish I had a Phillips screw? Well, like this. He's that guy, right? So he has that gift. So I want you to think about somebody that you know that has these gifts so you, it helps you kind of understand, but then also kind of take, take assessment of yourself. Which of these things come natural to me? All right, which of these things come natural to me? And then let God speak to you today and realize that that is a gift from God. I want to say one thing that I want you to hear really loud and clear. Your greatest joy in life comes from two things. You heard me say this in the Life is Meaningful series. I want to say it again. Your relationship with Jesus and using your gifts to serve others. There's two things that are going to give you the greatest joy in life that's going to glorify God too. Number one, everybody just say number one, my relationship with Jesus. Number two, using my gifts to serve others. I'm telling you, you lock into your sweet zone of what it is that you are good at, there is such a joy in serving others in that. Okay? Now, I want to also say, what we want to do is not try to say, oh, I wish I had her gift. I wish I had their gift. Everybody say, bad idea. We don't want to compare ourselves. If we have this certain gift, let's say you have this leadership or let's say you have this administrative gift, right? You don't want to say, well, I wish, you know, I would, I would be, I think it would be, life would be more fun if I had that gift. No, use that gift that comes incredibly natural to you. And by the way, you will not only enjoy life serving God more, right, but you'll be more effective. Think about that. It's just like a team, Right? A person isn't meant to be well-rounded. The team is meant to be well-rounded. Right? So it's just like the body of Christ, that when we all uh, work in our giftings, it's beautiful. And like Noel said, there's a blessing on it. We see in Romans 8, 26 and 1 Timothy 2, verse 1, that we are believers are assigned this and that we actually bring truth to others. And there's an element of spiritual warfare. That Romans 12 says that we're all given these gifts by the Spirit that we would build each other up. I was just talking this weekend sharing that the person who's coming uh, to spring conference, he had prophesied things to me and Danielle that were so meaningful. I've had people in the middle of Aldi's, in the middle of Dollar General, prophesy things to me that were so meaningful that only God could have known. How many of you guys have ever had someone send you a text or give you a call and it was right when you needed it because the Holy Spirit is that thoughtful? Isn't that so cool? That's, that's them using that gift, right, of encouragement, that prompting of the Spirit. Now, one thing I want you to realize is these gifts are given by the same Holy Spirit. So the same Holy Spirit that gives you the gift of prophecy is the same Holy Spirit that says sweep the floor. That was a little too quiet. Let me try that again. The same Holy Spirit that gives you the gift of prophecy is the same Holy Spirit that teaches you to sweep the floor and to serve and say amen. amen. Come on, right? It's the same Holy Spirit. And it's beautiful. He's always causing us to do what Jesus did, to humble ourselves, to lift others up. Think about this. 
We are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. I've said that before, but I want to say it again. Everybody hold out your hand. I need all the kids to look at your corpse. <sighs> right? Everybody just shake your hand like this. Do the hokey pokey. Turn yourself around. Okay. Don't do that. You might fall over. All right. This is, this is not the real you. The real you is in here. Now touch your heart. The real you is going somewhere. Right? You're going into eternity. When you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're going into that place he's prepared for you. But check this out. Your physical body is just the temporary dwelling. And so you have to understand that as a spiritual being, you are being spoken to by God who is spirit. So I know you might not have seen, for all you kids who are 10 or your older kids, you may not have seen Jesus, right, like face to face. But you have felt the spirit. You have felt the wind of the Spirit. You have felt moments where you say that was undeniably God. How many of you guys have ever had God do that in your life? That was undeniably God. How did that happen? Somebody used these gifts. You see that? Somebody used these gifts. How many of you ever had somebody supernaturally provide for you the exact amount of money that you needed for that thing? I've had it happen. Somebody told me about this two weeks ago. God supernaturally provided for them. Where is the gift of generosity? Somewhere. Yellow, thank you. You know what's awesome? Somebody was using that gift, and in a moment, they're prompted by the Holy Spirit to give that $100, that $1,000, that whatever it is. And it's just in time. Everybody say with me, the Holy Spirit. So if God's given you that gift, in fact, one of my daughters, she said, she put, I put this on the fridge. She filled out a form in RSK, and it was like, what would you like to see? What miracle or what prayer would you like? And she said, I want to see someone come back to life. How many guys believe she could see that? I do. So she has a faith, right? Maybe God's put that gift of miracles in her life. I want to say again, your greatest joy comes from two things, your relationship with Jesus, and second, using your gifts to serve others. All right, using your gifts to serve others. So I want to go back. I was going to read from Romans 4, but I want to go back to, to 1 Corinthians 12. Okay. It talks about these are given for the common good. For the common good. Everybody say the common good. And they are given to each of us. All right? So some of the gifts listed in Romans 12, again, there's a couple places these are listed, but prophecy, serving, teaching, encouragement, giving, generosity, leadership, and mercy or empathy. Those are the ones listed in Romans 12. Now, this is so beautiful because you have to understand everybody serving in their gift is what makes the body of Christ work. I think about Ray and his wife. They set out the communion. They run sound. They do multiple things. And one of the things I've said about Ray is what I've said about Ruth. Like their crown's going to be like huge, right? I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to be like, mm -hmm. it's going to be like a tiny little crown, right? And then there's people who serve behind the scenes like all the time, I think, that are just so amazing that keep the church and the body of Christ rocking. Amen. So that gift of serving, think about that again, that gift of prophecy. Which one's prophecy right here? All right, exhortation. That's when somebody's encouraging you. Or how about when someone discerns something? Let me say this. Please be open to the Holy Spirit discerning something from one of your friends in Christ or one of your pastors. If Pastor Dave Rosenberg or Pastor Dave Brock or Pastor Mark were to say, hey, you know, I see this 
this, this relationship, maybe you're a teenager, you're like, you know, I don't know if, it, if it's what exactly, you know, God has for you. Can we talk about that together? Or, hey, maybe the way you treated that person, can we talk about that? Or, hey, maybe this choice, I discern something. I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you, and I sense a red flag. We use terminology like that. I sense a warning. When you hear that, be open. I'm trying to help you. Everybody raise your hand. Open your hands for a minute. Be open to that. Amen? That's how the body of Christ can help you avoid pains in your life. When we're open to God using people. All right? At work. We'll close with this. At work. These gifts, I want you to hear me, are meant to be used everywhere. Okay? How many of you guys would just nod along with me if you've ever thought, oh, spiritual gifts. Yeah, it happens on Sundays. Between 9 and 11. No, 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 no. At work. If you have the gift of helps, right, or if you just say, I want to be used in that gift, that means there's not that kind of phrase, that mentality of, well, that's not my job, that's her department. But instead, if you feel like the Holy Spirit nudges you, hey, go help them, you go help them, right? And if you have that gift, um, any of the gifts, using them at work, using them at home. How many of you guys realize that your home can be a place where neighbors and unbelievers find Jesus? Remember, you've heard me say this a lot here. Jesus didn't say, meet me at the synagogue at 6.30. He just didn't do that. And so one of the things we try to communicate a lot here, right, is that Jesus is everywhere. He's right there in the marketplace at work, and he's at home in your neighborhood. So use that gift of hospitality. Open up your home and serve people at church, obviously serving. All the kinds of ways that you can serve, right. You can hold a door. You can greet people. You can serve with the little ones and teach them and help shape their life, what it means to trust Jesus. Being on the prayer team, being on a worship team, there's so many ways that you can serve, especially with our church planting initiative. In the coming years, there will be church plants where you all of a sudden, you just, you just say, you know, I felt my spirit leaped when you said this city. My spirit leaped when you said we want to reach the lost in this city. Maybe you, God was already speaking to you about it in prayer. Those are the kind of beautiful conversations we've had. So again, I want to just encourage you, that all of these gifts build people up and they add faith. Everybody say with me. They add faith. So when I've had someone give kind of a discernment or a word of prophecy to me, it always adds faith for me to believe, for me to say yes to God. Let me give you an example. There was multiple times when we were praying about adoption. And to be honest with you, my wife was on board before I was, right? So I was feeling like, you know, God was saying, oh, look at that, I just made myself a little door. <laughs> so cool. Uh, sorry, ADD. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just walked out of my fort, Pastor Dave. Whoop, there I am. All right. <laughs> yeah, did I do it? I did it. Thanks, Dave. All right. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, so, you know, at first I was like, honey, we already have four kids. You know, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm at my wit's end. No, I, I don't know if I could do it. But then guess what? Don't you love that about the Holy Spirit? He used people with that gift of prophecy. Got to love them. To say, you know, I think I've been praying for you and I see a lot of children in your life. Multiple, but I've been praying for you and I see more children. I'm like, oh, stop saying that, right? How many of you guys know God's speaking to you and sometimes you're not ready for it, right? Right. And yet, at the same time, God started to soften my heart. And now every song I'm hearing is about the father. And I'm like crying. I'm like, you are a father. You're a good father. You know, I'm a terrible father. You know, no. I just, 
next thing you know, God confirmed, and hear me, added faith to my life. Added faith for my next step in the journey. That's what all the gifts do. They add faith. They build up. And every single one are needed. Thank God for the administrative gifts. I have to force myself to be organized. I literally have a reminder that goes off every day that says, look at your schedule, Jordan. No, I'm serious. Because like I, because that's not my, so I force myself, but I need, I need the Olivia's, I need the Pastor Dave's, I need multiple people in my life to help with this gift. So I surround myself. It's important to value all of the gifts. Amen? Can you stand up to your feet? I hope you liked my science fair project here that Olivia helped with. Thank you, Olivia. Every one of these gifts, guys, are so important. They're so important. Some of you have been given that gift of compassion. My wife has that gift. I mean, seriously. Like, she genuinely feels. The second someone's hurting, or she feels it. So now you say, okay, God, what's my role in how I use that gift? And sometimes God will put you, you know, your occupation is at a hospital or whatever it is. Sometimes your occupation will just perfectly line up with your gifting and God's like, yep, I did that, right? But sometimes you have to really pray and say, God, how can I use that gift? Again, so when I was asking those questions, I'm trying to help you assess what it, so if you say, you know, I do like to help others. I'm kind of like what he described about Jeremiah. I like to just jump in and help. So now you got to say, all right, who around me has that pioneering that they created something, but they need my help? Maybe Nikki needs my help in fam, right? And creating a support system for foster families. So every single orphan, because guys, here's what we believe. Every child deserves a safe and loving home. Every child, every child. And so every single, every single person in this, in, in this room is needed. You are needed, you are needed, you are needed. And you have a gift and please don't miss this. I'm going to say it again. Your greatest joys in life come from knowing Jesus and using your gifts to serve others. Notice I didn't say using your gifts to look amazingly spiritual. No. Using your gifts to serve others. Because most of the 99% of the time you're using your gift, it's never going to be with accolades and spotlights or a microphone. It's going to be behind the scenes. Amen. It's in a life group. It's a phone call that nobody knows about. So bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word says that you gave gifts. You gave these gifts, God. Your word says that, that we are born to do good works, to glorify you, our Father in heaven. Your word promises that you will pour out your spirit on all flesh, that young men, young women, that old and young God, that we would actually become the image of God on the earth. God, we know that 10-year-olds, 8-year-olds can, can preach, can pray for someone to be healed, to operate in the gift of miracles. That a 10-year-old, that an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old can prophesy. Church, I want you to hear me. I've had a child prophesy to me before. They didn't even know they were prophesying. All God wants is a willing, a humble servant. How many would just, if you just open up your palms, let's just respond like that today. If you want God to start doing this in your life, yeah, that's awesome. Why don't we kind of make a corporate prayer. Say, dear Heavenly Father, teach me what it means to flow in these gifts. Why don't you say this to him. Say, Father, forgive me for limiting you. 
Forgive me when I've cowered in fear. And guys, I'm praying this with you. Say, God, forgive me for when I've cowered in fear. I see now it's your gift. It's your power, your enabling. So help me to be faithful because you're worthy and people need your love. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Listen, thanks for coming to Rock of Grace today. And again, it's a, it is a joy to be your pastors. It's a lot of fun. So on your way out, can you make sure maybe grab another one of these, these pastors and just give them a high five or a hug or a bear hug, tackle them, anything you'd like to do.